Hoyo, boyos, and welcome back to the Cosmic Coffee Shop. Hi. I'm your host Dakota, joined with Georgia. my co-host Georgia. I'm here. I also we all we all have cookout. It's like 11 p.m. It's fantastic too because yeah. I am drinking the drink of the gods, Estes, if you will, uh, Mister Pib, and my I'm, favorite. Drink. I'm drinking Pepsi because I think I may be addicted to it. In fact, I'm certain of it. They have Pepsi at cookout. Is I thought it was. Oh, is it Coke? It's Coke, and I can't tell the difference. <laughs> Not sure which of those statements is more apt. There's something you learned this week, just right away. Yeah. Cookout Coke products, which kind of sucks. I do miss, you know, Dr. Pepper and stuff, but I, Pib is better. If you ask me to sort which sodas mm-hmm. out of the ones I'm aware of go into Pepsi or Coke category, I would lose any money placed on that endeavor. I would have nothing. An I know idea. Coke and Pepsi, and I think... One has Sierra Mist and the other has Sprite, but I don't know which. And I okay, think... I just want you to guess because go with your Okay, bet. okay. What are, give me some sodas. All right. So I'm going to give you just a couple. Uh, Pib, Dr. Pepper, okay. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Oh no. Sierra Mist, Sprite. Oh. Okay. I think Coke has Dr. Pepper, Sprite, and Mountain Dew, and I think... Pepsi has Sierra Mist, Mr. Pib. Oh no! <laughs> we just went over this one. We just I went just over. I just realized my grave mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I've got nothing. I did not drink soda until I was like twelve. <laughs> I mean, completely fair enough. I don't know what I expected exactly. But, I, I um... laid out the groundwork that I wasn't going to know. Lo and behold, I did not know. It's shocking <laughs> how these things unfold. But but really, um, Coke has Sprite, uh, Pib, you know, I cookout. really never could have guessed that. And, um, I don't... Mountain Dew? No, no. Oh, that's it. What is the Mountain Dew alternative? No, Mount... I don't... I don't know if there is a Mountain Dew alternative. It is just its own thing. I guess Dr. Thunder? Oh, Dr. No, Thunder. Dr. Thunder. Is that... That's Dr. Pepper's, like, off-brand. There's definitely, like... I've seen like Mountain Dew. Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. I've never had Mountain Dew, so I haven't the faintest what it is. Hey, you know what? You are not missing much. I'm sorry if this offends any Mountain Dew fans out there, but like really it's like it's like you're drinking slime. I don't know what it is. It's not good. I, I um I've had like a sip of one when I was in a severe blood sugar drop. And I'm sure as the fever dream that those always are, all I remember was like a little bit of, of, of like revulsion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was a pretty color. When I was going through a low phase in middle school, um, I drank way too much Mountain Dew Voltage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was blue. And I oh, I've seen those. Colors. And you know what? Uh, I had it fairly recently, like sometime within the mm-hmm. past year. Not good. It is <laughs> not, not great. Pleasant. I don't know what I was thinking, but... Good goddamn! Did I think that blue was cool? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, beyond uh, our our <laughs> attention to um, Pepsi or Coke products and their and their great rivalry, what else did you learn this week? So this is a fun fact about our country and the Constitution. Ooh. Not gonna name any names or pick any sides. Totally, completely, one hundred percent unbiased. <laughs> Just like all the news sources. Yes, of, well, of, of course. Of course. Oh, oh, but of course. <laughs> Don't you know yeah. that CNN and Fox, like, both completely unbiased. Yeah, we love both of those and watch them every morning. Every morning. This is not accurate at all. Both anyway, I want to hear about the Constitution. All right, so Tell me more. In the Constitution, it talks about uh, how if 
a president or someone in some position of power is voted out mm -hmm. and yet refuses to leave and the government accommodates that mm -hmm. and says, no, you're right, you should stay, that becomes a monarchy. Mm. And in the Constitution, it literally tells people to, you know, revolt against that. So, wow, yeah, that is yeah, really interesting. build a new government. I, you know, not really for any specific reason or anything. Just keep that in your minds, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what I learned this week. I yeah. think it's super interesting. I definitely think it's. I think it's really cool. The like the difference between the kind of ideals that you see with like the construction of the constitution mm -hmm. um, and what parts of it we like really know today. Like I, I couldn't tell you everything that the constitution oh, says me, me. in any way, but I'm really familiar with very certain passages of it due to um, like the things that we end up talking about. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I had no idea anything about that. I, I do think it's a cool way to look at how the founding fathers really disliked, dis disliked, I uh, <laughs> really hated like uh, dictatorships Monarch and monarchies. Well, yeah, that's what they had just come from. So they were yeah. like, those dicks. No, yeah, we're not going to do that. get us out of that. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm just saying, anarchy with rules, you know? <laughs> Anarchy's rules are kindness. That's that actually it. wasn't sarcastic. That's kind of accurate. No, it is. Anarchy is not like Sons of Anarchy. Just look into it. That's all we're saying. Yeah. We're not telling you to pick a side. Just look into it. All right. <laughs> just, 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 Google, just Google it. See just what go, happens. Just one search, please. Just one Google search. <laughs> it's not just oh one googly-goo. So what, what about you, Georgia? What did you learn this week? Um, I learned less than 15 minutes ago what spiders represent. Um, I've learned many things throughout this week, and right now I'm learning how uh, silly I sound when I'm a little bit sleepy. Um, doing this late night podcast here. Um, anyway, I've learned many things this week. Um, and so I just learned <laughs> Dakota's laughing at me. And therefore I am laughing. I'm sorry. The face you made when you said, when I'm just a little sleepy, very funny, very, I'd say 10 out of 10, good taste. <laughs> but none of the caffeine from, uh, this Coca-Cola brand soda um, has gotten into my brain, so I'm just... No, not at all. Clearly, uh, you're very calm. <laughs> I just had a... I'm, we're just gonna derail the podcast for one second. <laughs> just to laugh. Hey, we're you know what? We should derail. take more time out of our days to laugh. <laughs> laugh more in your life. That's what you can learn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn about laughter this week. Welcome to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Slick. Oh, today I was eating my breakfast, which was a cherry yogurt, and I was with my um, with my roommate. And when I ate my first bite of yogurt, I made like the Apple phone text send sound. Like Whoa. I went oh, <laughs> and it was yeah. like it sounded exactly like text tone, um, <laughs> and it made me laugh for about ten full minutes. Um, wow. So thank you for indulging that. Anyway, <laughs> did you know spiders represent creativity? No, um, I didn't. There was one on our uh, living room studio table, uh, <laughs> and so Dakota kindly removed it into the world, uh, showing our uh, arachnid friend some much-needed mercy in our trying times. <laughs> um, and uh, we were curious about what they um, what they represent. Yeah. And our friend Peyton was here and mentioned that they represent creativity and how like everything can be connected to the center of the universe, which really fascinated me and made me think about the myth of how spiders were created. Yeah. Are you familiar with I'm this? I'm not at all, but I would love to learn. So um, in it, this is a ancient Greek myth, and this is coming straight out of my brain, so some of the details are probably a little foggy. But I remember reading about it when I was a kid. Um, and so arachnid 
uh, Arachne, I think is her name in the myth, Arachne. Um, so, so Arachne was very beautiful and this very talented weaver. Um, and then she, she falls in love with this guy and it makes the goddess Athena jealous. They have this weaving competition, as I remember it, and Athena loses and she gets so jealous Ooh. and furious that she turns Arachne into a spider oh, wow. who then weaves these beautiful nests. And that is like the creation myth of spiders from oh. Greek uh, mythology. That's beautiful, though. I yeah. love that. It's really. It's, I remember it being a really cool story. I wish I had more of the details off the dome, but um, definitely look it up. It was yeah, a, that's a so cool, cool myth. Awesome. Well, we got our yeah. guest here um, and ready yeah. to join, so we're gonna hop into that. See you soon. Welcome back. Today we have our friend. Uh, yeah, one of our, our one closest of our friends, friends, actually. Yeah, joining us today on the podcast. Very excited. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Miller. Um, I'm the friend of Georgia and Cody. Yeah, Peyton was actually <laughs> one of my first friends when I got to college. We met uh, a couple of weeks before we both moved in. And Peyton excitedly asked me if we could be roommates, and I said no. I terrified her. Um, and then we became best friends. <laughs> I was like, hey, you want to be roommates? And she was like, ah, uh, no. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, was... I do not. <laughs> it's so funny. Y'all are, like, very similar, but at the same time, completely different people. Yes, yes. And it's the funniest thing. Y'all we are... vibe. Yeah, oh, we vibe out. Y'all are like a yin and yang, you know? Y'all yeah. Just... I mean, yeah. I think we, we tend to balance out each other's energy a lot, but mm-hmm. I am... I think we're both really excited to have you on the show, Peyton, really. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yay! Oh, yeah. I'm I've so been excited. listening to all the episodes, and it's so good. Like, and I Thank was talking you. to Cody about it, because, you know, just to offer, like, some reassurance, because, like, putting mm-hmm. yourself out there creatively is never easy. And, yeah. And I was just, like, the fact that, you know, it could speak to, like, one person, or, like, just be mm-hmm. intriguing to, like, one human being is enough, because, yeah. like... Yeah. It's so good. Like, I was jamming in my car to, like, this conversation. Yeah. You jamming to it, just, like, dancing with the beat, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. I had, a, a like, a really encouraging moment this week where I, I, I was feeling like, like, I, yeah, we're having a lot of fun, but, like, I don't, I don't know if anybody, like, really likes it. And then I got a text from a friend that was like, I was having a really bad day, and I listened to you guys' po- podcast, and it just really turned my day around. And I was like, oh, wow, this really means a lot to me, and I like that, like, it means a lot to me that people are enjoying it and it means something to them um mm-hmm. and yeah. even if it like helped one person's bad day one time in this crazy year like that means a ton to me that's yeah it's incredible it's a to, conversation like, you want to be a part of i think yeah sorry i didn't no no that's too. awesome i i think that's i don't know that's really sweet and that's really reassuring for sure yeah. that's what i wanted to be yeah you yeah know? thank you guys so much for listening and, and all the support you've given us so far it's it's honestly incredible to know that like people listen to it mm-hmm. and that like they heard the conversation. I mean, like, it's the little things that are just huge to me. So. I, I feel that way as well. Um, but, but yeah, on that note, let's, let's get into this uh, wonderful conversation. Yeah. Um, um, Peyton, who are you? I hate that question so <laughs> I'm never I, taking it off the list. Oh, it's always on the list. I it's have the first to admit one. that yeah. I've been trying to mentally prepare for this question <laughs> for, like, a week. And, and I slowly, still have no idea. It's slowly <laughs> becoming infamous. I think I'm just a soul in the universe trying uh-huh. to do my best. <laughs> that is a marvelous what a mood. answer. What a mood. Great answer. Absolutely. Um, I guess, like, I don't know, because it's such, like, an open-ended question. It can yeah. go so yeah. many different ways. How yeah. do you interpret it? That's um, the question. Well, like, my first answer is probably the first thing that would come to mind. Mm-hmm. If anyone's interested in my um, Zodiac chart, 
I, which, no, <laughs> no, please, I'm anyway. interested. I, I know a few people who will be listening that'll be like, this is my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, um, I'm a Taurus. That's my son. Um, mm-hmm. I have a Virgo rising, which mm-hmm. is just, wow, the best. Yeah. And a Scorpio moon. You were speaking a foreign language to me. Tell me more. Um, oh my gosh. I don't even know how to unpack it. I like, I meet all the stereotypes of a mm. Taurus son. I love food. Mm. Food is my favorite thing. I get way too excited about it. it like, that's such the way to my you heart. You get excited about food? Oh my gosh. Every time Cody comes with me to like eat lunch, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I've never enjoyed anything more. <laughs> no, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean... Zodiac is tricky. I'm not, yeah. like, super knowledgeable in it, so I don't feel like I want to share too much information because people are going to be like, that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's that's cool. Awesome. Who do you think you are to the world? And mm. in contrast, who are you to yourself that is different from that? Oh, my God. That, um, that's good. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. I'm so sorry. I didn't even see that coming. That was amazing. <laughs> the next question is mountains and beaches. It's, <laughs> it's also really interesting because, like, who I am to my friends is different yeah. than who I am to my family mm-hmm. and totally. who I am to someone who has never met me. Right. Yeah. I've heard you are kind of like not approachable or you seem like a mean girl from people I've never met. What? Or I've heard the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's kind of like no in between. But yeah. to my friends, like I hope I'm relatively caring yeah. um, and open and to myself, I mean, I've been working on self-love a lot mm-hmm. this past year. Like, and I've admitted to myself, and I guess this is what I've learned this week, that um, loving yourself is always a requirement. But yes, you cannot absolutely. like things about yourself. But because you don't like those things, you can mm-hmm. actually have room to, like, work on those and yes, grow. Absolutely. So I've been really mean to myself this week, and I've had to, like, catch myself. Mm-hmm. a little bit and just admit those are intrusive thoughts and then just kind of let it go. Uh, yes. yeah. So it's been a good week yeah. of learning how to apply my coping mechanisms that I already mm-hmm. had in a new way mm-hmm. with yeah. new issues to tackle. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I, I like thought a lot this week about how like self-destruction is a bit of a like reflex, uh, especially with all the social media like interests that we have right now. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I, I've, oh. I've had to, um, I put baby timers on my social media. Like, the ones, <laughs> like, like your five-minute warning, 30 minutes is up. Oh, my gosh. Um, like, literally what my mom did when I was, like, uh, home when I was younger. Time, like yeah, like, time. like, yeah. screen time ones. Um, because I, my brain just, like, gets so into it, and then I become so, like, self-destructive and, and rude with those intrusive thoughts. So makes smart. Makes loving yourself to become something that's, like, you need to be strict about it. Like, I need, yeah. I need to, like, set these rules for myself yeah. so that I can be safe. Honestly, though, like... That's really good. I'm going to start using that because yeah. I know, I know I spend too much time on social media. Mm-hmm. Like every day it could be like Instagram or Snapchat. Sometimes I'll be sitting there hanging with friends and like I'll open up my phone and go to Snapchat mm-hmm. for absolutely no reason. Yeah. I'll then like scroll through stories that I'm not yeah. even watching and I'm mm-hmm. like, I, why am I even on here? It's yeah. like, it's addicting. Honestly. It is really addictive. Sorry. I've caught myself going on TikTok when I'm <laughs> hanging out with my friends yeah and i'm like why am i doing that like in the middle of a conversation i'll just be like let me open tiktok and have a laugh yeah yeah (laughs) it's that bit of serotonin just like yeah well i think it's i think it's also just like habit like it's such an addictive app like social media is fascinating my mom recommended a documentary to me on netflix the Mm -hmm. social 
the social dilemma. I have been meaning to watch that and just have not. I have not even. I don't want to get my soul crushed. Like I already like know that it's. What's the premise? I it's it's got something to do with like how uh, social media can like pander to you and like how it knows a, a little bit more about you than you mm-hmm. want think, it to. I think it does. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. It's Your like phone the, is um, listening oh, to Oh, yeah. I, I think becoming, like, socially aware of um, s- stuff is something that we just, like, naturally gain mm-hmm. as we get older where we're like, no, this this is as weird as my mom said it was going to be. Yeah. It's supposedly about the algorithm mm-hmm. of social media and how it yeah. caters to each person individually, yep. which I think Georgia was, like, describing earlier. Um, it, it's scary. It, and how it, like, grooms you to, like, have different feelings and yeah. stuff. Like, it's, it's a lot. And I already know, but I'm, I'm kind of okay, like not knowing more. Willful ignorance is a yeah, concept. Like, yeah, I don't, for sure. I don't yeah. know if I want to know. Have you ever mm. been talking about something and then, then a couple of minutes later, you open up Instagram and you're scrolling through and you see an ad mm-hmm. about what you were just talking about or something mm. very similar? Mm-hmm. It's because it picks you up and yeah. like listens to it and it's like oh they want to see this they want these ads Mm -hmm. these like posts i'll do you one better with my algorithm experience today i saw a video of a girl in this really cool button down and i watched the video like three or four times to try to figure out what made the button down special so that i could go look it up scroll down the next ad is an ad for the button down. Oh my god. I was like, ah, no more phone forever. It's scary. Well, that's what it's moving towards. It's becoming integrated in our daily life. Yeah. And eventually, like, Elon Musk's already working on a literal brain, like, pl- implant. No, no, that can, that's a big no for it's, me. It's scary, because yeah. it, he said it'll help cure depression, which, like, I don't want a computerized thing controlling the way I Y'all feel. already yeah. know there's going to be an attack mode that will be turned on <laughs> and then all of a sudden like they're going to have like a you know yeah. like in Divergent they put these chips in their necks and mm. then they like controlled their minds through it and the people who weren't who were divergent or wow. had these different brainwaves that made them special mm-hmm. and to not go along with the status quo, mm-hmm. they would be walking around confused and that's how they would hunt them out because oh. they wouldn't be under like the control. I am a conspiracy theory junkie. <laughs> I love them so much. And you were talking about the um, phone is always listening theory. It's not yeah. even a theory, it's really. It's real. Theory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like the whole Hey Siri thing like mm-hmm. it has to always be listening because yeah. like why would it pick it up if it yeah. wasn't yeah. like it's so in- i will go down a rabbit hole so I'm <laughs> that, stop that's, myself. Yeah, that's okay. how did you get involved like interested in conspiracy theories i just had random youtube channels like be recommended to me and mm-hmm. then i was like whoa i think i've always just been fascinated with how the world works in general yeah and yeah. like so to be told that like everything you know is a lie is like <laughs> so it was yeah, thought provoking but also kind of accurate. Yeah. 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 And it encourages you to always be a little bit more curious to look into the like deeper elements of your surroundings. Absolutely. I've always wanted to be more of a free thinker. And mm-hmm. I like had mm-hmm. the desire to be a free thinker. And mm-hmm. we'll get into well, there you go. childhood stuff yeah. later and religion. <laughs> um, but it's a... Well. Yeah. All right. Then um, since you mentioned childhood, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, what was your favorite memory from childhood? Ooh, I already know. (laughs) So I was horrible. I was a horrible child. I was mean. I bullied my sister. It was, I'm calling myself out. Like I was not Mm -hmm. nice, but I was smart and I will give myself that. Um, So my dad, whenever, you know, you got spanked as a child, my dad would use a wooden spoon. Like his, I'm sorry. No, the wooden spoon. I know well. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Sorry gosh. to anyone who also shares this memory. Um, <laughs> but I used to just take all the wooden spoons and I buried them in the backyard. <gasps> my oh brother my did that. Oh my so god. So there is literally like at least ten different wooden spoons buried in the backyard of oh, my old wow. man. That that definitely feels like something to psychologically unpack in the future. But it's very <laughs> fascinating for right now. Absolutely. No, I think it's just funny. Like Yeah, I, no, that really is funny. That's hilarious. It's one of oh my, my favorites. Get rid of them, bury them in the backyard. The missing wooden spoons case. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did so, your parents know that you were burying them? I just told them like a year ago. That Amazing. is so funny. And my dad was like, that's why they went missing. Because they couldn't find them anywhere. And they just thought we hid them around the house. And that like, is so sneaky. No. no, we buried them. Yeah, you gotta be strategic. Like, yeah, I don't want to get my ass beat. Like, yeah. That's smart. You, like, that's smarter than me. I just was like, I was just like, okay, you know, I'll do what you say. Just like, keep the spoons. Yeah. Put them keep, away. Put Can we have a conversation, else. please, before? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Let's talk Let's about this like adults, all right? Yeah. I'm but... nine years old. Let's talk it out. Parents yeah. don't do that. What? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, I don't know. What, what from childhood do you think shaped the person that you are now? Yeah. Who were you as Let's a kid? Let's get into it. <laughs> So, like I said, I was really mean. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I was at the time, but looking back, I was I was pretty mean. Probably because, like, bullies make bullies a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, little scrawny Peyton, who was bullied, was like, oh, yes, I will do this to my sister now. <laughs> um, which I've apologized a million times. Yes. Disclaimer. I love her so much. <laughs> but moments in my childhood that shaped me. So I guess we'll get into some of the religious stuff because mm-hmm. yeah. just kind of Absolutely. diving in. Um, so I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. Gang, gang. Um, they're very evangelical. Um, go by the book or not really by the book, listening to their pastor and right, just kind of, of speaking in his truth. <laughs> Which is not by the book. Yeah. So I was a diehard Christian growing up. Like mm. I went to church. I did youth group. I was like. Did you ever do Awana's? No, Did they have that? Oh, that was that was my church group like Wednesday nights and stuff for like oh. the youth and it was yeah ours was called Vertical. Vertical, ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it it was it was always a fun time. I enjoyed game time a lot. Oh, I yeah. kicked ass in dodgeball. I won some um, like very complex minute to win it Sunday school games yeah. on Wednesday nights. But we didn't play games. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Because that was the best part. No, we just like were, we, I grew up in a Methodist church. Oh, that's what it we is. were non-denominational. Yeah. No, we were the I cool was, kids. So oh, Baptist. Are you I kidding have, me? I it was the worst. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm listening. How many, no, you're so okay. <laughs> um, I have one, two, three, four pastors, uh-huh. I believe, in my family. No, three. That was a lie. I have three pastors on my dad's side. Um, and so they were all, they're all Methodist pastors to, mm-hmm. to this day. Um, mm-hmm. but we went to like the big church ceremony and then we went to Sunday school and I always just remember dreading it. Like I never yeah. like found any really comfort in it. Just kind right. of more confusion and like not understanding things. Cause I had a lot of internalized homophobia growing up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of that. Um, I went to a private Christian school from Ooh. seventh grade to like my senior year. That'll do it to you. Yeah, and it's oh, it was horrible and capacity. <laughs> oh, it was very bad. It was so bad, and like I can sit here and like tell you like crazy things that happened mm-hmm. at the school, mm-hmm. but like in terms of shaping me, like I was just taught that this is what is right, this mm-hmm. is what is wrong, and if you disagree, you're going to hell, <laughs> and you know, just kind of 
laying it all out there like that. Do you have like a defining moment within the Christian church where you realize you didn't agree with something you were being taught? Yes. Um, so I met my best friend, John, mm-hmm. who is like one of the most important people in my life now, mm-hmm. like literally changed me forever. Um, we became friends my freshman year of high school and he is gay Mm -hmm. and was very open about it and I was just like so taken back but we were immediately friends like he's my soulmate like he's Mm -hmm. genuinely like one of the closest people and so I was like this doesn't really make sense to me how I can have so much love for this person in my life but I'm being told that it's wrong yeah to love him or not or try to not like we were trained to convert like in my high school we had a class Mm -hmm. dedicated to fighting people on Mm -hmm. our beliefs like apologetics kinda it was it was called like defending the bible (laughs) like it was literally called like defending the bible yeah it was a senior year class wow um and so we Mm -hmm. were taught even though it was like a certain class in senior year we were taught from the beginning you have to ask, like, every person, you know, do you know Jesus? Mm. And, like, you have to, like, ask everyone if they're saved. And looking back, I went to all these different mission trips, quote, quote, mission trips, or, um, <laughs> you know. Um, Vacations with Jesus. I guess, like, but we, we <laughs> saw all these random people, and I cannot believe how many people I asked that question to. Yeah. Just because I was programmed to do it. I didn't even know what I was saying. Wow. Like, I, you know, and that's, yeah. like, so crazy to think about. But I knew the moment that I, backtracking a little bit, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. I met John and then he showed me, like, love in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he didn't have anything against me, yet I had something deep-rooted in me against him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, that was so bizarre. And so I really started to, like, challenge myself. And I was like, why does this not sit right? Why does this not line up with the god that i thought i knew this yeah. like loving entity who just wants you to spread that yeah it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. right and so since that moment on i kind of rebelled um i made friends with the kids who went to parties and i was like oh yes i'm going to have fun even though i'm not allowed <laughs> and, you know yeah the classic rebellion stage that we all kind of go through of course getting out of the church if you have um oh, hardcore Oh, yeah. yeah. I went through that phase where I was like, nothing is real. God is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, then it kind of just progressed to me accepting, you know, myself, my sexuality when I got to college. Mm-hmm. And I made, like, I know this, I'm super late in the game. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm super late in the game of, like, realizing the bullcrap that was pumped into me. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. really realize that until I met people like you guys mm-hmm. and had people in my life just showing me unconditional love but not in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Just, just loving cause. because of love, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. then I was like, wait a minute. They accept me for who I am? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of did my own research over the years and just couldn't justify certain yeah. things anymore. And I yeah. still love the idea of loving everyone and mm-hmm. like how you guys were talking about like the teachings of Jesus and earlier Mm-hmm. episodes and how it is like good yeah. yeah um but i couldn't be a part of a group of people anymore that didn't support the people that i loved and yeah. me not even knowing i was one of those people right yeah at the time and um then i figured out that like i kind of like hated 
the person that I was because I was trying to love Jesus and it just didn't make sense wow. yeah. so I figured out that it didn't work for me but I all my family is still super Christian mm-hmm. um that's a whole different thing like was, my family life um <laughs> you can ask him yeah I was just gonna ask like if you're comfortable with it how does that like affect your family life so I haven't directly said to my family I am not a Christian anymore mm-hmm. um because they would freak out Fair. um I've just kind of stepped away a little bit like bringing it up, talking about religion as best I can. But when I came out to my family, um, I'm bisexual, by the way. I never specified that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that head turned towards the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, by the way. By the so way, good. I'm bisexual. <laughs> um, but I told my family, and immediately my sister was like, I have questions, but, like, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was it. Um, it was funny because she has – ADHD bag and I was so grateful for it in this moment <laughs> because she I, she was like Peyton are you by and I was like yeah and she was like okay what do you want to do for dinner and like that was it <laughs> and then later that she is like, the kind of support we all need yes. and then she like Just made me a cake for pride yeah. week and it has been like my biggest supporter my family it was not as easy mm-hmm. um I came out to my mom on her birthday Ooh, Ooh, impeccable well, was, timing. Yeah. I came out to my mom I'm, at a Chick-fil-A. Oh, <laughs> yes. We love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Take it back. Take back Chick-fil-A. It's, it's for the Chick-fil-A's. The reclamation. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it came from like a lot of other things were building up. Mm-hmm. Like we had just gotten in an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I just felt so disconnected from my parents who yeah. I had such a solid relationship with throughout like my Christianity path and mm-hmm. you know like we were always communicating and talking and I knew I could tell them anything and um so I kind of took on the same perspective with this because like they knew I had a gay best friend and um they always loved him like never really said anything about it to me right. mm-hmm. so I was like oh yes the same consideration of love will be given to me mm-hmm. it was not mm-hmm. um we're still growing and learning mm-hmm. and they are getting better mm-hmm. so like I'm not trying to li- just like shit on my parents right no. now yeah it, it takes time it does um we're still in the process but I came out to my mom on her birthday and she was like I love you and I thought everything was good and then she went and told my dad and mm. I specifically told her not to, that I wanted to yeah. do it. Um, mm. And she was like, you can't make me lie to my husband. And I was like, well, you, then you shouldn't have told me that you wouldn't tell him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I, That's tough. since now, have been outed to my whole family and haven't seen them. So it's mm-hmm. going to be another journey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've learned a lot of patience mm-hmm. through that process. So, yeah. My parents don't really agree with my political views, um, mm-hmm. my, oh, well. my religious views, mm-hmm. anything like that. But, you know, I don't want that relationship to completely disappear. Yeah, and so sure. it's it's going to take some work. And I do love them. And I know at the end of the day, they love me. Yeah. They're just ignorant. If it makes you <laughs> and I know that's a harsh oh, word. Yeah. yeah. But that's what it is. Yeah. It is. If it makes you feel any better, like when my sister came out, I was, I was the same way that Helen was mm-hmm. I was like supportive of her and mm-hmm. everything. Helen uh, is my sister, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Helen! You're the best. Hell yeah, Helen! Uh, but I, my parents were not, and it took it took a while. Mm-hmm. Now they're much better. My dad's like for it. Mm-hmm. My mom is a bit hesitant, but like still loves her, of course, and like does support her. Yeah. yeah. So it gets better. Yeah, I mean they've had 
all of this stuff ingrained in their brain yeah right. from the beginning i also did but i realized things sooner mm-hmm. and i don't know if they will this is a fun fact the part of your brain that processes religion mm-hmm. is the same part of your brain that handles addiction Oh, that's wow. really interesting. So, do not quote me on that. If that is wrong, I'm so <laughs> I would, sorry. I will definitely fact check. Fact check. check with, like, 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 the my neuroscience friends out there. Send me some papers. Let me know what you think. <laughs> but um, that's apparently why it's so hard yeah. to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're. I was still young. Mm-hmm. You know, brain is still developing, and mm-hmm. there's just kind of like already set. Yeah. So I know it's going to be a lot harder mm-hmm. for them. So I've tried yeah. to just look at it as like compassion Mm -hmm. looking at the situation as if they don't know what they're doing yeah Yeah. instead of them trying to hurt me Mm -hmm. you mentioned like patience in that situation which is definitely something i resonate with Mm -hmm. because me and my sister started talking to um, our parents about lgbt issues when she was still in high school like that Mm -hmm. conversation started well before either of us came out Mm -hmm. um and there was a lot of that like we're not really sure if they're of the same belief as us, and it, and it took this long time, um, and now I, I'm blessed with these incredibly supportive parents, um, but I often wonder if we'd started those conversations before, um, if, if we, we'd come out before we got to have those conversations, would that reaction have been different? I know they wouldn't have met with love, but would there have been more resistance? Right. Um, so, so having patience and, and giving people time to learn and change their minds is, is, is really valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know they're they don't do it in order to hurt me. You know, like, my dad said, he was like, Peyton, this is not what God wants for you. And um, I was like, oh, wow, that man can directly have a chat with God. Sign me up. Incredible. I was like, how are you finding this information? Because last time we chatted, we're chilling. Yeah. (laughs) Good Um, to go. But if you have a direct line, let me know. I got some questions. (laughs) I'm like, Dad, are you hearing voices? Because that's, you might want to get that checked on. (laughs) But I, I do um, have Christian friends. I have Christian family that I love. Yeah, Georgia Absolutely. being one of them. And we've Absolutely. had such great conversations mm-hmm. about it. Um, but so I don't, like, have any resentment towards mm-hmm. Christians. I I have resentment towards the church a little bit. Yeah. I can understand that. And that's fair. But, I, you know, like, loving the person, mm-hmm. you know, is always essential. Like, no matter, like, what, you know, I just try to, like, I'm at a, a mm-hmm. place of love. Absolutely. And that's how we should, mm-hmm. you know? You mentioned you're no longer a Christian. What do you believe now? Ooh. So I'm still figuring it out. Um, slowly but surely. Yeah. So I don't know everything. And I never will. And I'm okay None of with us that. Do. Yeah. None of us can. I think I've kind of just settled yeah. with the fact that, like, I don't know. But I know what... I, <laughs> I, I don't know the answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know certain things can't be true. Does that mm, make sense? That is a yeah. really Please. interesting way. It's, it's like when you go to take a test and you cross off C immediately because it's like yeah. the it's answer is France seen. and that question says George Washington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like that, that's not, not a religion. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like I don't believe in like hell. Okay. I don't believe Fair. in people suffering. I just don't like, I think evil is like this world i feel like there's not like a place where we all like go to rot if you steal a pencil (laughs) right right um i just i don't know i feel like there's so much love in the world and such a divine loving energy that connects us all Mm -hmm. and i feel like the more we steer away from it is when people are bad 
Mm. So it's that's like, like hell on earth happens. Yeah. So I think if there is a hell, it's here. Like, yeah. and I know that sounds pretty like negative because there's so much beauty in like yeah. life now. Right. But I think that I believe in reincarnation. Me and Cody have talked about this, mm-hmm. and it, I got a Absolutely. shout out a couple of episodes ago, and I got really excited because <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. Um, so I believe when we die. Mm-hmm. That, you know, our, like, core being, like, our soul, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, we kind of, you know, go up to wherever this place may be. Um, I guess kind of like limbo, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Um, and we have options. We can either assimilate back to source, which Ooh. meaning we can become just part of the divine energy of the universe. Kind yeah, of how that, Cody was Yeah, that fits about. into my beliefs pretty... Yeah, and then you have an option to be a guide, so Mm -hmm. then you can choose to, like, look over certain souls while they're on Earth, or you can decide to go and relive a different life and, like, sign a soul contract and, like, decide what you want to learn in that life. That's awesome. And it cured the fear of death for me when Mm -hmm. I looked at it like that, because I was like, wow, like, we are never-ending beings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we never... We never stop, mm-hmm. but there's always something different. Yeah. So eternity became a lot less scary than it was made to be in Christianity. Because I used to have, like, panic attacks oh, yeah. about being like, what if I'm dead and then I wake up and I'm wrong? Yeah. Mm. And it really freaked me out for a while, and that's how I kind of also got into my research. But, it, you know, I had this image in my brain of, like, sitting in heaven and being like, okay, this is it, and it's just never going to end. Yeah. And oh, that, like, scary. kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Because, um, like, I was like, no, everything has to come to an end, right? But, yeah. like, when it, it was looked at as instead of, like, a eternity before, middle ground, eternity after, uh-huh. it became a loop. Yeah. And it became mm-hmm. a lot less intimidating, I think. That's, yeah. That's kind of how I see the universe. I think... Like I said, I've said this in a previous episode, but, like, the only thing you can be certain of in life is change. Mm -hmm. I think, like, we've gone through evolution up to this point. The universe is evolving, and it continuously evolves, and eventually we'll die of heat death. Cool, whatever. (laughs) But I think maybe it restarts after that, because energy can't be created or destroyed. Yeah, there are infinite dimensions. And (laughs) we have energy in us, which is infinite. Yeah. So, like, that kind of goes along your lines of what you're saying. Our souls keep going. I think it also created a lot of compassion for people because like even the worst people or like the people that you know like caused our trauma or caused any negative experience that we do have I was like wow they just get another chance to try to be better again one day and instead of me being like they will be punished Mm -hmm. for their you know discrepancies yeah um I was just like wow they just get another chance to like try and be good mm-hmm. you know and like love other people because yeah. that's that's the goal right you know at the end of the day but it made me have a lot less hatred that I think Christianity kind of planted in me yeah which was like oh I don't have to worry about them because if they don't agree with me they're gonna go to hell so it doesn't that's really, really matter. interesting this kind of brings up another question that I have about this um yeah. You were talking about them getting another chance and like another life to like do better mm-hmm. so does that imply that you believe in karma I don't know. Mm -hmm. I had um, a time in my life where I was like, karma doesn't exist. I know it doesn't exist because bad people keep getting rewarded for bad behavior. And that was also me like dealing with some of my own issues. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I think, I think everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think karma kind of falls into that. Yeah. 
But I think it's for lessons. I don't think it's his punishment. Right. No, I don't you think know? so. You know, like it's... karma was has always been like kind of a negative con- connotation. I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious. Like, have you have you read at all about like the original like definition of of karma in, within Hinduism and Buddhism? No. So like funny. the the what we look at now as karma is this like Westernized version of it. You see that with a lot of um, like traditionally Eastern religious religious traditions that have been brought to the West. Um, like mindfulness is very different from meditation. Mm-hmm. Western karma is different from what karma really means. But karma basically means um, an intentional action that has a long-term effect. So when you do something intentionally good, you build up good karma in your like little karma bank. And if you do something intentionally bad, you build up bad karma in your little karma bank. And then when you die and you go back into samsara to um, go into your next life, all that karma gets counted up. And if you have good karma, you move up in the world in your next life if you have bad karma you move down um so that like scale of of okay we're gonna keep trying again we're gonna keep doing our best mm-hmm. um it, it comes from from what karma you accrued in that life so if you're in like a rough spot in your life it's like oh if i continue to do better mm-hmm. and do more good in the world then i will move up that ranking that kind of sounds like manifestation in a way mm-hmm. where it's like you put out what you put out comes back to you and yeah. that, that's and something always say that to yeah. each other yeah. and like that's that's true you see that and mm-hmm. everyone tells me that my mom told me that mm-hmm. i heard christian says manifestation's a thing yeah essentially yeah. Mm-hmm. and so i think that's part of karma like yeah you know you you do bad things bad things will come back yeah eventually and like you'll have to you'll have to not pay for it that's mm-hmm. too harsh but yeah. like have consequences yeah. and you always have a chance to do better yes it's that long it's the long-termness of karma is what interests me so much i think it's awesome um, is that you're in this constant cycle of karma and a lot of eastern religious traditions believe that until you've burned off all of your bad karma you cannot exit the cycle of rebirth interesting which that's, is like that's so yeah. difficult which is like that's what enlightenment is that's what nirvana is mm-hmm. that's like you've done it all wow it's fascinating to be honest i don't know like i yeah. don't know like you know because, you know, none of us have, like, died, gone through the process, come back and be like, guys, this is what happens. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know about karma. I yeah. just choose to believe, and this kind of, like, sums up a lot of things, that everything happens for your highest good. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, something bad or good happens, it's for your benefit uh-huh. at the end of the day. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I don't have all the answers, but, like, I believe in manifestation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we can get into like spell work and practical magic Ooh, if yes. you want. Yes, absolutely. I have another I have question. One about... more, I, oh, I have one oh. more. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh. <laughs> I was just going to ask. Um, so you uh, talk about the soul contract. Yeah. Do you think that like when you're in that space, wherever it is, where it's like you are your soul, your highest energy or whatever, uh, that when you're signing that contract, you kind of see what your life's going to be. Like you know what you're getting into. Yeah. And like... You know you're going to go through hard times, but you know there's going to be good times, and there's a reason for it and a lesson to be learned. Like, even if it's kind of shitty, to be yeah. honest, like, there's a purpose. Do you think that, like, you know that when you're there? I think you do, and I think that can also be kind of comforting in a way, because, like, any bad situation, you're like, it's nothing I didn't agree with that I couldn't handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, we don't have consciousness, like, I'm not going to go up and, like, be my core being and be like i am peyton right you know which is like also really interesting it's, like past it's, lives and it's stuff like, like you that. without your ego yeah mm, it's a different identity yeah that we can't fathom i don't think i i don't know about that 
I and like I, I understand. I like, felt it, but yeah. I don't know if I can like grasp all yeah, of it. Yeah, you know. I've kind of got an idea about what it is, and I talked about it in my episode, so we won't go back through it. Yeah. But like, I definitely feel it a lot when I do meditations. Yeah. Like when you're able to sit there and observe your thoughts and be like the observer. Mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely feel like my higher self, soul, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, huh, this is me. That's really interesting. Like, beyond all the other bullshit in your brain. Yeah. yeah. This is you. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's it's really peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not like an amazing ecstatic feeling, but it's not yeah. a bad one. It's the most, like, calm. Yeah, true And peace. I love that. And I think that might be what it comes down to, like, yeah. with your soul. Yeah. Maybe it is just joining the universe, being a part of that true peace. Yeah. yeah. You know how, like, kids in high school, like, using myself as an example, um, they don't get to go to, like a party or a sleepover and it feels like the absolute end of the world yeah yeah i feel like that's how we're kind of going through life like i feel like we're gonna figure out like after we've completed everything we need to in these lifetimes be like wow i was just like a high school kid thinking that all these things (laughs) were the worst things in the world absolutely you feel like that like every little chapter of your life you go through you look into the last one you're like that was not that bad dude you you made it always (laughs) going through something worse you're like ah this is this tops it even if it doesn't really Mm -hmm. even if it's really not as bad like you're like ah this yeah it can help you take a step back i think sometimes and kind of look down on the situation Mm -hmm. rather than you know, being in it. Yeah. That's and that's necessary. been a good yeah. coping mechanism that I totally. found in life. You got it. Because when you just sit in it, when you just are stuck in it, and then don't get me wrong, I love sitting in sad feelings. I'm a type four Enneagram. <laughs> Melancholy boy. Do it all I the time, and I dude. love it. But I do know from experience, if you sit in that too long, then you get stuck in it. Yeah. Because then it it'll drag you down. you. And you're like, huh, how do I, like, why is this constantly in my head? And yeah. so you need to take breaks you need to get out of that man yeah uh my, my other question about yes. some of the things that you just said yes. um why do you think we don't know why do you think we go into this limbo and then don't carry the knowledge back to earth i think it's so we can experience like the best things all over again yeah i think I, it's yeah. so we can like just sense. experience like the pure beauty of life mm-hmm. again like you know when you've already experienced something like when you go into disney world for the first time and you're like oh my gosh this is disney world when you go back it's still beautiful yeah but it's not as crazy right and yeah. so i feel like we decide to go back without the memory because yeah. we get experience all those good things over again but i think at our core being you know what makes us the people we are are those experiences that we can't remember yeah but they make right. us who we are the impact still remains so you think that when you die like you can't remember your memories I don't, I think you can until you, like, decide where to go next. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, right. I'm, I'm just kind of taking information that I've yeah. heard from other people that, like, I listen to their views and mm-hmm. perspectives mm-hmm. and, like, over the years I've just kind of, like, Taking pieced together sense. what makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. But it could make no sense to someone else. <laughs> yeah, But totally. that's, like, that's so valid. okay. Yeah. That's really cool. It's what works for you. And we were talking about that in the last episode with Sam Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is atheist, but, like, also that gives him that same feeling that, like, knowing that, you know, Jesus is there watching over you would give someone. I feel like we can all find that Mm -hmm. through different ways, and, like, that's the goal you're trying to get to, you know? Cody, the thing you just mentioned about feeling, like, peaceful, Uh that feeling that you described is exactly what I feel when I pray. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I feel when I meditate. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. like, that, that connection with, for me, that's a connection to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's your fear of connection to the universe, like that feeling is, is essential to something in our lives and something in our existence. Yeah. That feeling like I'm connected to something. And when you don't connect to anything, something feels Something wrong. feels wrong, right? Your spirit, like you are not getting what you need. My, my mom used to do a quiet time, mm-hmm. like every morning with her Bible. Mm-hmm. She'd get up, she'd read for a bit, she'd mm-hmm. pray, and every time I would wake up early and go down there and watch her, sometimes I'd just see her like nodding off and falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like she was in that place. Yeah. Where it's like, it, it, it's meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I attribute it to now. I'm like, yo, your quiet time is your version of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing, just yeah. with a different name. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this um, is exciting. Sorry. No, <laughs> we no. both got like giddy little <laughs> Christmas, like, yes. Yes, yes. Why, oh, why do you think religion exists? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I love so, conversation. You go first. Um, if, so if my dearest of favorite professors, Michelle Sorensen, is listening to this, um, I haven't read the 12 articles you sent me about how people <laughs> don't need religion to exist. I, I um, am a big believer that we have a human need and like, like a need within food and shelter to believe in something mm-hmm. yeah to believe in something even if it is your inherent belief that there is nothing it's or still belief. yeah to believe mm-hmm. in something and when you let go of that we feel very bad yeah like yeah. And even when you and like i've watched like um the time in my life when i was like i don't like the church I guess I'm an atheist, and I was like, ah, ooh, this so feels, feel feels right. bad, man. Yeah, because it wasn't what I needed. Right. Um, but there, we do have a, a lot of um, going back to my, my bit about the articles. Um, there are a lot of cultures that didn't have religion, mm-hmm. um, and that begs the question for me: What did they believe in right. that fueled that necessity? I just took yeah. a class recently about how because Western religion isn't um, as cohesive. As it used to be, it's not ingrained in our culture, which is like another amazing conversation about how culture equates to, to religion and how yeah. they're synonymous in many ways. Um, so like in the South, we have, you know, Southern Christian culture. Uh-huh. If you don't fit in that, where do you fall? Um, and that's where superheroes have become uh, this huge thing. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're, most of them are born from some form of myth, and we consider them a modern day myth. Oh. Um, so much so that even if people don't believe that Superman is going to fly down they put the same part of their brain that believes in something into those superhuman characters because we want to believe that there is more than us. Mm-hmm. Whether that's energy wow. or whether that's this vast universe or if it's God, we don't feel like we're enough and we fill those gaps with belief. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And so that's why like, like, when I tried to take belief out of my life, I didn't feel like I existed at all. Same. Oh, same. When I, I was so empty. When I was in that God is dead phase, mm-hmm. like bad times yeah. really like it does not was feel sad good. yeah and and for me as like a kid that was always pretty not sure that i agreed with everything the church said like i don't remember a defining moment it was always like that for me um i did not fear hellfire when i was like i'm gonna stay a christian i just felt empty and it felt yeah. wrong Ooh, i felt hellfire but like um my point being we we, be- we need to believe in, in something and even if that is if you find that fulfillment in a belief in yourself, uh, that can even be enough. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know that religion in the way we know it in yeah. the West, or especially in like you know, Southern culture, mm-hmm. 
it is necessary in the slightest. I think I think a lot of religions, especially if you look at like the Catholic Church, oh. um, like it, it was made, it was created because people, yes, they people need to believe in something, yeah, but they should be able to do that by themselves. You know, I feel like or piece something together. Mm-hmm. But when a higher authority figure just says, "Hey, this is the truth. Believe this," it takes all like the work out of it, yeah. so they could just. I, I see it as a way of controlling people. I definitely think we crave connection. Yeah. And so, like, I, I see the church as separate from religion. Right. Um, organized religion being different. Yeah, than I, I see organized belief. religion different right. from belief itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I am religious, and I normally go to people and say, I am religious, not I am a Christian. Yeah. Um, because the connotation is if you are a Christian, you are up in that organized religion. Right. You're, you believe everything that that formation yeah. believes. That doesn't resonate with me. Um, so I, I normally change my language around it just to, to kind of make people feel like they are welcome to converse Mm -hmm. with me. As a Christian though, that makes me very sad that that's something I feel I have to do because I don't ever want that name to to, to, to be, um, like the things that you said about like the church that you grew up in, no doubt in my mind about those things. Like I think that that's horrible. I experienced similar things. I don't, it makes me feel so sad to be like, and that is what Christianity looks like when it should be looking like unconditional love and genuine yeah. welcoming kindness yeah. from it always. should. I, I love that part of mm-hmm. Christianity, but it's the it's the hateful part. It's the part yeah. that says, I love you in less, you know? Yeah, and, and I... Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Um, the whole um, argument me and my parents have gotten into is, we love you and accept you. And they say that, Mm-hmm. But then there's homophobia that comes through. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, y'all, you can't say you fully accept me, but believe that a part of me that I've hated and fight mm-hmm. and fought to change um, is something you don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, I think, the missing puzzle piece mm-hmm. is being able to admit that it's not a sin in order for us to be able to be on the same page. Yeah. I don't know if that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's articles. You showed me the article where it's like at Oxford. It was the guy that mistranslated. So the yeah. so homosexuals put in the Bible in 1946, correct? Mm-hmm. Which is not that long ago. No, the last and century. It's worth. There's not super cohesive information, but just researching how it was put into the 1946 translation of the Bible is is also pretty sketchy the guy yep. who did it and like signed off on it was like oh shit i made a mistake mm-hmm. like yeah, even he has said that like, said he made a mistake doing it yeah. I've but told... my parents are like nope my pastor oh, said <laughs> I, yeah exactly i've told my parents that and they're like well, yeah but but and their excuse is always god would not let the bible contain things that he didn't want put in it and that's mm-hmm. where my that's where my belief in like a god that's like very coherent and like very involved and like i was like you're right if god did care like that much about the bible saying exactly what he wanted if he wanted that message out there like that he would make sure it said what it was supposed to yeah Mm -hmm. but it clearly doesn't based on like not just human nature but like the nature of love and acceptance in general yeah clearly it's not Mm -hmm. it's not correct right now and i don't know 
not saying that we have to change the Bible or anything. I don't read it, but <laughs> I, <laughs> and I do, and it's been changed many times already. Yeah, right. It's like yeah, God, once was enough, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's tough and coming from a place of religious trauma we hear scripture sometimes and we just like go oh my gosh that's I I need to get away from that because that's like gonna be upsetting I started a a, like a journey recently where I go back to a scripture that was used to uh go against my morals and then I read the whole chapter Uh um do that it makes a lot more put it in context that's oh that's what that's what this podcast is all about putting things in context everyone's perspective is different but like that Mm -hmm always made me mad because yeah. I was told when I was growing up uh, at church not to cherry pick from the Bible. Oh, You've got to accept the such whole a term. thing. Mm-hmm. you got to accept it all. You can't just cherry pick. Yeah. And the fact that they would tell us that mm-hmm. and then cherry pick every verse to sit there and make you feel like you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. until the sermon's over and you're like, but Jesus loves you. Come back next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on. Fine. One of the times that I when I was young Mm -hmm. and went against the church a little bit or realized that, Hey, maybe these guys don't know everything. I was like 11, maybe younger. Mm -hmm. And I was in one of my Awana's classes and they were talking about heaven and how like great it was and stuff Mm -hmm. and the difference between heaven and hell and why you wanted to go to heaven instead. And I heard recently from someone I knew before who, um, gave an example. Mm -hmm. He was like, picture this, like there's just a giant table, right? Okay. Tons of food everyone's eating but no one can bend elbows like this is just a metaphor so just think about like everyone's just reaching out and hell is the same thing except uh the people in heaven are sitting there feeding each other because they can't feed themselves with their hands while in hell they're just kind of like tossing it back trying to feed themselves <laughs> and like throwing food in their face what a bizarre image it's a bizarre, <laughs> yeah, bizarre image but i have it in my head first of all it's funny second of all i definitely get the point yeah and i was trying to explain that to my pastor little 11 yeah. year old me going like and like if you see both you can see how one is love one is selfish he didn't let me get that far he yeah. was like well if you saw heaven i'm sure you wouldn't want to see hell you'd just stay there and i was like yeah. but you're missing the point and i i knew that as a kid yeah and we so frequently do like have those moments where we're like, oh, mm, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I'm a kid, which is why I highly like one of my favorite passages of the Bible is about how the children hold the key, to he- the hold the keys to heaven. Yeah. Um, and that we should not silence the younger generation because their voices is, are so important because they have an innocence within them. Yeah. Um, exactly. So sorry to get off this. Yeah. No, you're tangent. good. Um, for me, what Christianity looked like. Mm-hmm growing up was basically just my school experience because I feel like I kind of blocked out like the early stuff a little bit we had to pledge our virginity to the school to the school as well as the bible as well as the god (laughs) I pledge my virginity to this book yeah, um, yeah. so <laughs> no. <laughs> we were encouraged to get promise rings, like an engagement yeah. between you and God to mm-hmm. not have sex before marriage. And I'm like, why are they idolizing sex so much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? How, how did that concept of relationship and sex shape your like relationships? I now? mean, I had my beliefs collide in relationships frequently and often until I kind of let go of the church and let go of those old beliefs. Um, just everything went through this lens or this filter yeah. of 
scripture rather than me just living my life and trying my best. Like, I caught myself a little bit because I was like, okay, do I actually, like, say I love Jesus because I want to love other people? Mm. Or am I doing it because I am too scared to go to hell and I want to go to heaven? Like, it felt purely selfish. It was like, oh, okay, like, maybe I don't actually have this genuine love. Like, maybe I'm just doing it out of fear mm-hmm. or doing it out of wanting to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I kind of let go of all of that, I found self-love, I think, for the first time. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's we're grained. To, we're, I, that is not a word. <laughs> we are um, grained. We are groomed. Mm-hmm. I was trying to say groomed and trained at the same time. <laughs> um, we are kind of groomed to have this need for love to be reciprocated. And I think that's kind of fallen into my relationships and me needing to feel loved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Also being a type two, I have now (laughs) discovered. Um, Just feeling that need for love has been something that I felt like I was longing for. Yeah. But I had to find it in myself Mm -hmm. because I couldn't find it in this kind of open-ended religion that didn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So we uh, have been going on for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask a few, a couple more questions. Okay. I'll uh, try to be brief. This is normally the time where we go like, oh, it's the big hitter questions, but we hit that early. And yes. never Sorry. Early. <laughs> um, I have no it. complaints. I love this. Yeah. Uh, let's go with a couple of, a couple of cheesy ones, a couple of funny ones, then we'll get into we'll love a, cheese. a few more hard <laughs> hitters, and I think we'll be good. Oh, yeah. But um, if you had a superpower, any superpower... What do you think it would be? Not based on like what you want, but based on your personality. Yeah. I already know, dude. What is it? I already know. Yeah. <laughs> so I have um, a hard time feeling like my brain's going too fast, often <laughs> and frequently. Um, so I think based on my personality, but it's also what I want. So <laughs> it works. Interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I would want to freeze time. Mm. Imagine being in fifth grade and you didn't do your math homework, which I never did. <laughs> um, being able to freeze time that moment you forgot and just do it and then hand it in. Oh, that would wow. have been the best thing in the entire yeah. world. Yes. It's but a good one. I feel like in life, I need to take a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I have the time to, even in my own head sometimes. Yeah. And so I think that would be my superpower. I love it. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, <laughs> that, what, what was that look you went? I want to be an actress. I yeah. still want to be an actress. Yeah. Um, I'm a musical theater student here with at WCU with Georgia and Cody Woo-hoo. as well. Um, but I want to be in movies and yes. TV, yeah. and I want to create oh. like legendary things. Will you please tell dream. me the acting dream that you told me? <laughs> In that coffee shop. Whoa. Or something. Whoa. I'll tell you both of them. So my first one, I actually get to do one of them this year. Yes, it, which awesome. I'm so excited You're about. You're just predicting um, the future, Pay. I'm just I saying. manifested that shit. Yes. <laughs> um, so the first one and the one that makes Georgia cackle it was so is funny. I want to be um on an episode of Law and Order or a show like Law and Order and be one of the dead bodies that falls from the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also, like, for a while, my dream was to be a tree on Broadway. Yes. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be famous. Like, yeah. that's not the goal. Like, I want to create important art, and that's yeah. why I want to yeah. be in film is because I feel like that's where I can create important things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can create important art anywhere, but Absolutely. that's where Everywhere. I right feel like podcast. I'm leading <laughs> yeah, totally. myself to. Um, yeah. So I, I still want to be an actress. Yes. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't like limit myself. I'm just kind yeah. of like whatever comes. Yeah, shall come. That's such a good way to go about it, honestly. But I know that you know if I work hard and I just kind of manifest the things I truly want, that I'll end up being the person I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Pay, what do you think would like brings you the most joy in life? Cody, and your answer was, like, friends. And I was like, shit. <laughs> That's mine. Oh, my God. Uh, and I feel like it's everyone's. But um, the things that bring me the most joy, I love being out in nature. Mm. Yeah. I love being outside. I feel so connected to mm. the universe Absolutely. when I'm outside. I just like to relax. I don't like exercising outside, as Georgia knows. It's sweaty. I don't like it. Um, but I love to just sit outside, and that brings me a lot of joy. Like, going on car rides with my friends eating food brings me so Amen. much joy yes Hallelujah. i love delicious i know it's crazy kind of cheesy but i, I hope so food. put more cheese on your food Unless absolutely your intolerant and then i'm sorry <laughs> you know um sorry, i don't Sam. <laughs> those things bring me a lot of joy yeah um i think being able to connect with people brings yeah, me more yeah. joy than anything though yeah like in any capacity like knowing that i get a like have different conversations with people like no matter how big or small like you connect with so many people throughout your life yeah yeah and it's so cool so that brings me a lot of joy just connection and that covers so many mm-hmm. boxes what are you check. the most excited about for your future Ooh. i'm excited to be a better person i'm like so excited to like work on myself because i'm still doing it I make mistakes so frequently <laughs> and so often, but I'm so excited to be like a caring person, a loving person, a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. And like, I, th- I don't mean that to sound like no, no. narcissistic at all. No. Or oh God, no. Self-centered. What? You literally just... say, I want to love people. I want to no, be I compassionate. Do. I'm sorry if that's narcissistic. <laughs> narcissist that I hope I can better the world well I want to just you know be the best version of myself yeah and you know that's not narcissist whoa narcissistic, narcissistic. that's just good yeah. but that's what I'm looking forward to being a better Peyton yeah yeah you're, you're doing a wonderful job absolutely you, buddy. I appreciate oh, it oh my gosh I've seen so much growth in all of us this past year oh, yeah the, the people we were when we got here as oh my baby god freshmen, <sighs> not even I think I have changed Probably the like out of the, the out of us the least. Yeah, the least. I think I have changed. I have changed drastically. Yes, I might have changed changed the most. Yes, I think so. I think Cody wins the prize because <laughs> the first time I met him, he hit an aggressive Peter Pan stance and said, "I'm the gayest straight man you'll ever meet." It's so and true. And here we are. <laughs> and now I'm just the saddest straight man you'll ever meet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Oh man. It was yeah, definitely, definitely different people now. Absolutely. I was so same soul, peppy. Oh my yes. god, peppy and preppy. I, I I think I'm still positive. Oh yes, but, but it's I think different. it comes from a genuine place instead of being like I'm gonna be an optimist because that's what people like to be around. Right. I was terrified of you. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was um, quite so frightening. It backfired a little bit. It was a. It, yeah. it was abrasive. I'll get. Yeah. I'll give it that. But like like it's so chilled out. You were one of the more chill people I know. I love that. Mm-hmm. that I, makes I me said feel really to, good. today to a friend that I like enjoy having you in my life because when I need like perspective, especially for like a mental health thing, I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, the today is just going poorly. No one could ever handle this. And then you'll call me and be like, and I had a bad day, but then I like thought about it. Now I'm fine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right? no, no, absolutely. Like I told you this today, but like having you around, first of all, how much we like opposite like mm-hmm. surprisingly i'm a kind of quiet person a uh-huh. bit of an introvert um but pay is not no. and so like <laughs> we're just very good opposite she pulls out or she pulls me out of my shell mm-hmm. and also just like is able to brighten things up i think yeah. i don't shut up <laughs> no exactly and that's <laughs> Cody's why. such a you good listener keep... and i'm just rambling and rambling and i can sit there and listen and that's yeah. fine yeah. But yeah, no, absolutely. We're all changing yeah. and growing for the better. I think better. the best parts of our, ourselves are slowly growing into who we are. And that, yeah, and that's good. Thing. Yeah. Fingers crossed, man. We try and... So, mm-hmm. hey, this one's... Don't worry, this one's light and easy. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Uh, oh, yeah, super light and easy. Yeah, Thank you, Cody. Always. Um, or Dakota. I keep calling you Cody. Uh, it, oh, it's my okay. goodness. I call Dakota Cody... And I Dakota's don't think I'll on my birth certificate. I but like all my life growing up, everyone called me Cody. Like I thought my name was Cody until I was like six, and yeah. then my parents <laughs> were like, "Hey, by the way, this." And this I was like, oh, "Oh!" My grandma listened to the first episode of our podcast and texted me to tell me that Cody and Dakota had very similar voices. I, <laughs> and I oh my god! <laughs> you should have told her we were twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she figured it out like ten minutes into the episode, but she was like, "They sound." The same. It's like, guess what? They are. It is me. Hello, Gigi. How are you? (laughs) Gigi will be on the show soon. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. What's what's the the meaning of life? Please. We need to know. (laughs) That's the whole point. That's what I want to learn. I feel like I've already touched on it, so I'm probably going to sound a little repetitive. But I think the point of it is to grow. Yeah. I think it's to grow and evolve and be better. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, you're at your rock bottom, like, just to whoever needs to hear this, yeah. even if you, like, feel like you're at your rock bottom of life, that everyone grows. Everyone's going to get, like, it will get better. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. there's only up if you from hit your rock low, bottom, you know? Yeah, that's it. Only yeah. up. Um, so, yeah, I think the meaning is to grow, and that's growing in ways you learn to love people, growing in self-love, growing in the way you understand things, um how you can do what you love in an effective way. Like, you can just grow throughout life. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Cool, man. I love it. Uh, Peyton, what is the best advice you have ever received? Taking a second. Take your time. Everybody needs a second sometimes. I think some of the best advice I've gotten is that it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. And not in a way to dismiss what you're feeling, what you're going through, but it's going to be a little blip one day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think how I processed a lot of my trauma was just 
knowing that and knowing that, you know, it feels like the worst thing. And I felt like I was, you know, at my rock bottom in life, but now I'm not. Yeah. And so even in my worst moments or the worst moments of my friends, um, like the bad moments they have, I can just kind of sit back and like remind people and myself that it's not going to be as bad one day. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of sad, but I don't remember who told me that, but I've been reminding myself of it for years that I feel like it's kind of just like programmed into my brain at this point. That's awesome. I love that. But yeah, that's wonderful. I think it's incredible. We had a fantastic conversation. Didn't even get to touch on your practice yet. Oh my gosh. Um, so next time, yeah. I need you to bring your tarot cards. We'll do a reading. Oh yeah. We were going to do a, a spooky episode. We might just like still do one at a completely random time. You know what? Year. I think I think November is a perfect Ooh, time for so a Halloween so many episode. ghost stories, you guys. I can't wait. Oh, Peyton, yeah. we, should, we should have you on for that one. Absolutely. That'd be perfect. Yeah. We're just going to happen. Thank you so much thank for being you. here. Yeah, this has been a wonderful experience. I've loved hearing fun. more and more about one of my dear friends. I've had so much fun. This was so... Oh, wow. I love talking. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Thank you guys so much for listening, and remember to keep growing. Until next time. Bye. uh, Drink some coffee, I guess.